We've now tried to talk about the General Motors streetcar conspiracy for three times. Right. Uh, and my half of the equipment is just not behaving. There clearly is a conspiracy to not let me tell people about this. <laughs> Even though it is a factually confirmed conspiracy, they were found guilty in court and fined $1 for conspiring to buy up streetcar companies and then shut them down instead of beating them the old-fashioned way with capitalism and just, um, you know, people taking their buses and buying cars from GM instead. Right. Um, now, an interesting thing that let this happen was that railroads at the time, including the ones that owned all of the streetcars, were hemorrhaging money for a lot of complicated reasons. Um, they were not put back together well after and during the wars when railroads were uh taken over by the government, then given back, then taken over again mm. for the Second World War. And the Civil uh, War did a real number on railroads, too, even way back then. Yeah, war's, war's just not good for things. Yeah. At least during the uh, World War One and Two, they didn't actually tear up railroad tracks as part of the war, in this country at least. I'm sure they did in Europe. Right. Uh, so this, uh, this actually uh, happens before World War Two. After the Depression, but it like it is a story that lasts until about the 60s, so post-war as well. So railroads were in terrible shape following the Depression, just because people could not afford to take them, which right. makes sense. People need money. Yep, can't um, go anywhere or do anything if you can barely And without <laughs> revenue, you can't invest back into the railroads, so things started aging and getting a little crappy. Mm. Um, and I should point out, that um, although individual projects like the Transcontinental Railroad obviously were mm -hmm. done with government funds, uh, for the most part, railroads were entirely self-sufficient and privatized. They were not subsidized at all by the government. The railroad companies laid the tracks, had upkeep for them, owned them, tried to keep competing railroads off of them right. or charging them to use them. Um, furthermore, they were also required by law to take a financial hit on passenger service because it was for the greater good. That's hmm. just what the government was like back then. Um, so following the Depression, there are still these laws that they have to take the financial hit on passenger service and, you know, just provide it for the right to being a corporation because back then corporations had actual charters that could be revoked by the government. Mm. And if they didn't want their charter revoked at all, they just had to keep providing this passenger service at a loss. And the case of the Depression era railroading at a substantial loss because it's not like they were offering it for free. Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't making it back in freight revenue just because everything was terrible. Right. Um, and <laughs> then comes in GM, who, um, you know, just wants to literally monopolize transportation. It's not so much a conspiracy to get rid of rail as it is a conspiracy to get rid of electric and com uh, replace it with gasoline, uh, gasoline combustion engines whether that be cars or buses, but 
not gas-powered streetcars. Right. Because reasons. Yeah, um, one wonders. <laughs> well, because you have to make your... Uh, um, no, actually, um, you would want to run them on rails because you'd get better fuel economy because there's less friction. Right. Um, it's just that you, you sort of have to... When you kill your enemy, you have to bury them, too. Mm, that's true. <laughs> you couldn't just leave all the rails there. No, you uh, had to pave over them like they did in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, one of the funny things about the Atlanta streetcar was in the process of building it, they dug up a bunch of roads. And as they were digging up the roads, they actually uncovered um, a lot of the old tracks because they're still there below the streets. It's yeah. like, OK, <laughs> fine, let's just dig up all the streets everywhere because Atlanta traffic wise is completely non-functional anyway let's just dig up all the roads down to where they were in like the 50s or something no probably earlier than that um I don't know when they started paving over all the streetcar tracks but anyway let's tear it all out and let's just have streetcars and not allow anybody to drive in Atlanta and that would be nice but that'll never happen it would be nice if we only had mass transit in certain cities um now since this was an artificial and not uh, natural capitalism taking away the streetcars. Um, what they wanted to do was sell everybody an automobile because if mm -hmm. people just take the bus instead, you're getting a you're getting a fraction of your potential income that you could be getting if you're just selling all these people cars. Right. So people had to buy cars. It wasn't that the car won naturally. It's just that you your your alternatives dried up. Um, and we see in cities today, like Atlanta, put the streetcar back, at least for the sake of tourism. Right. Um, Newark, New Jersey, second worst place in the world, <laughs> does have light rail and a lot of other cities do, which were installed fairly recently. And light rail is just sort of a modern streetcar. It's a multiple unit train set that's like the size of an articulated bus and a half. Right. Um, and they, you know, run practically on streets but on rails right although unlike atlanta my understanding is some of them have their own dedicated lanes in atlanta the streetcar is actually still like competing with traffic and it's not awesome like that's what could possibly go wrong yeah plenty as it turns out um also people tend to park their cars illegally uh and it's just ugh. i could go on and on about all of the stupid things people are doing innocently as far as i know like i don't think these are people who are opposed to the streetcars although there are still those people um although well they... yeah because you know anything related remotely to green energy right. or helping minorities it's no, you communism. can't do that yes it's all communism <laughs> just like all that communism we had back in the day of railroad robber barons right <laughs> So um, that that's another problem. So because the early railroad companies were like the literal most evil corporations <laughs> in the history of the Western world, I mean, they took the uh, Emancipation Proclamation and just said, okay, so we'll switch that to the Irish and Chinese. Right. Like <laughs> the way a lot of railroads were built is horrific. It was pretty much slavery. Um, yeah. It was slavery, except you were, you know, Instead of being whipped to death for uh, punishment because you whistled at a white woman, mm. which, as we know, continued to go on after slavery, yeah. <laughs> um, you had a pretty good chance of like just like literally exploding. 
Right. Because <laughs> TNT was just invented. TNT is a extremely unstable explosive. It goes off at the drop of a hat. I, um, it's, you know, it's just made to explode. It's not stable like, uh, like, uh, modern explosives right. that you'll see them experiment with Mythbusters on a lot. They, you know, will mention the safety features of like C4 is that like, it is putty in putty form and like you cannot make it go off. Like you need a detonator to detonate it. That is a nice which is, feature. Which is just an extremely high <laughs> voltage. That's just not going to happen accidentally, even from a spark, even from shooting incendiary rounds into it. Hmm. It'll it'll burn. It is flammable, but it doesn't go off. Right. The difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, not, but not TNT, not nitroglycerol. If you drop a stick it goes off. Uh, if you drop a stick out of a barrel you're carrying, they all go off. Right. Uh, and maybe more than you die. Right. Uh, so, Be yeah, careful. lot, lot of accidental deaths, lot of, n- lot of negligence. Right. And cover-ups as well, because you, you gotta get some more fresh immigrants. You know. Well, they seem to want to come, so. Meh. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if people know enough American history to like, like, uh, to be wary of railroads today for that, but people generally don't have the most positive view of Amtrak. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny, like, I think a lot of people think Amtrak is, is kind of dangerous, and I mean, compared to driving your car which is what a lot of people do instead it's really not like it's way not right and um so there are a lot of minor rail accidents happen which just mostly cause delay um the completely insane ones that do occur that cause fatalities i mean it's not i mean i don't like putting numbers on people dying and dismissing it like right well those people but statistically you're going to survive right um and uh i can't believe that right after that there was a scheduled hearing on amtrak funding specifically Uh. on safety equipment that would have prevented it that was supposed to be done in 2010 and budget bullshit prevented it from being installed back then, being installed now, and it was uh, turned down again to be installed in the future. It's it's amazing the extent to which we're willing to just ignore our crumbling infrastructure in this country. Like, let's I, I, we're not going to talk about bridges today, but we may in the future because that's freaking terrifying. Yeah, you kind of use bridges and don't want to die while crossing yeah i mean i don't really want my car with me in it to plunge into a river someday like that would suck Um, yeah luckily there are no rivers in between my house and my current job but the one the other one that i interviewed for i totally had to cross a river and i was like "Hmm, i wonder how old this bridge is i wonder how many years past its expected lifetime it is now i'm guessing not zero Yeah, I, that probably has a uh, tens digit in the number. Ugh. The deck is really stacked against 
the public good. And it's kind of crazy. Like, streetcars are great. You can get on a streetcar, and they don't cost very much, and they're reasonably expeditious unless they're fighting with cars, like in Atlanta. And they're just nice to use. They're nicer to use than buses, although I can't precisely define why. Um, I don't know. Well, uh, so... Um, overhead wire powered rail transportation has a lot of benefits looking forward from today that didn't exist back then, mostly in terms of remote control. Mm. So I'm not saying this, you know, like, oh, you know, they're going to take conductors jobs and, you know, they're going to be replaced with a vending machine <laughs> and then the train is a robot. Um, I mean, it might be, but I mean, I think it is at the Atlanta airport. Like, I think those trains are fully automated. Right, because there's nothing on the tracks for them to right. collide with yeah. other than copies of themselves, but they're all going in the same direction. Right, and those so trains haul tra- ass. Tra- trains are really easy to automate if you don't have a lot of complicated switching going on. Um, and if you don't have to stop you, at traffic lights. Right, if you don't have to stop at traffic lights. Deal with uh, furthermore, if your power comes from uh, the grid via overhead wires or underground third rail uh you have an additional fail safe layer where you can you know remotely kill the train if everything else goes nuts right uh, you, you think of that a uh, monorail episode of the simpsons <laughs> uh where you know in real life they would be able to kill the power right um also uh because uh trains are meant to either roll or not roll on tracks. Uh, They have a, uh, I should check the age on this. It's over a hundred year old braking technology called air brakes. Mm. And the great thing about air brakes is that they are an example of fail safe technology. So the way they work is the brake shoe in its resting position is preventing the wheel from moving. And you need to have air pressure to move the brake off of the wheel in order for it to roll. Interesting. So in the event that you lose air pressure for any reason, the uh, train stops. Um, And one of the reasons you might lose air pressure is because the cars themselves cannot fill uh, their own air brakes up. They have to be connected to the um, the head end power, the or uh, the locomotive, and they're connected to the locomotive via the cars in front of them. So, if there is a break in the train, the entire thing stops because you just lose air pressure and all the brakes on the cars that got mysteriously disconnected they don't roll off into oblivion (laughs) and and the locomotive itself will stop that's an extremely convenient feature (laughs) right trains are extremely safe um until you let their infrastructure fall apart then they get a little bit less safe right so um not not only was there not speed monitoring you know new technology in the section that the recent-ish Amtrak corridor crash occurred, um, but also it was a section of track that was, like, needed maintenance. Right. Like, on the schedule. Like, <sighs> of course, if uh, we threw enough money at it, we could just, you know, cut that schedule in 
cut in half or double it. Wh whatever would double the frequency of changing out the things. Because high-speed rail, you have to keep really in good condition right. because our curves are too sharp because our rail is a second-class citizen. Mm. Yeah. It... <laughs> It's extremely annoying. I mean, the lack of good rail options are another way to help keep our poor people as poor as possible for as long as possible. Like, right. I, so I was looking, I was looking at a 40 minute commute to this one job that I had applied to. And I was like, well, okay, so maybe I can take the bus. Because, you know, it's about, it's not really that far. It was like 24 miles away. And maybe there's a bus that, because I, the, you know, there's buses all over the place. The bus, the bus stops have little enclosures so you don't freeze to death while you're waiting for your bus. I'm like, well, that's nice. Um, so I <laughs> looked it up, and it turns out that to arrive at the place where I would potentially be working by um, before like 8:30 in the morning, I would have to get on a bus at like 5 in the morning, <laughs> and I would arrive around 7, and, <laughs> and and that was it for the morning, like. And Who does that work for? The next option was like arriving at like 11. And I'm like, uh, what's up with that? That's pretty crappy. And it would, there should just be rail and trains that go all the time. Like in Atlanta, there was MARTA. And the only reason there was MARTA trains, of course, MARTA also has bus service in Atlanta. Um, but when I say MARTA, I mean trains. Because um, I'm a white person and white people take the train. And black people Similarly, when I say NJ Transit, I'm referring to the trains. They do buses as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, the only reason that MARTA... Uh, trains exist in Atlanta was because they were supposed to be built in Seattle, but Seattle couldn't get their shit together um, and ended up not taking the money from the federal government. And Atlanta was, ooh, ooh, hey, hey, we'll take it, we'll take it in like the 60s. So they built MARTA and it's great and it gets people around. And it's the trains generally run on time, especially the east west line. North south for some reason has more trouble. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Maybe because it goes through North Fulton where there are more Republicans. I don't know. <laughs> trains are good. And the reason we don't have trains today has nothing to do with them losing in the natural battle of capitalism. Nope. It's one of those real life conspiracies. Because guess what? Conspiracy does not automatically mean crock full of, well, I can say shit. Yeah, I already said shit. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> And um, assuming this turns into a usable episode, audio quality issues withstanding, um, the uh, rest of the fall, if I can keep doing the show, <laughs> uh, I, I want to go over some more uh, real life uh, conspiracies because they're fun. Yeah. They do happen. And, you know, it's you shouldn't always take everything at face value. Right. At the same time, you also shouldn't take everything yet crazy conspiracy website right you either i mean chemtrails probably no but yeah because <laughs> you have to think well who does this benefit and in the case of chemtrails i'm like nobody like what what even yeah gm didn't kill the streetcars to make lives difficult for poor people necessarily it's just collateral damage right it's collateral damage that they just you know didn't consider 
because they don't care. Well, there's no profit motive. <laughs> I mean, there's no profit to be had from poor people. They were never going to... I mean, by definition, there literally isn't. Right. They. <laughs> um, so it was a matter of indifference to GM. Like, it... Yeah. And then, and now... Um, our built environment is such that even if we wanted to reestablish streetcar service, in a lot of areas, it would be really impractical because you look at your average, like, sprawling suburb with freaking cul-de-sacs everywhere and windy streets and, like, one main street where the speed limit's, like, 50 and then branching off of it are all the little streets that's, like, 25. And it, it's really unsafe for pedestrians. So if they had to walk to the streetcar stop, that's not safe. And you wouldn't be able to serve people well enough with streetcars because of how freaking convoluted it is. Like, it would be way not cost-effective. And this is a problem for bus service, too, in the suburbs. Like, it's hard to serve these neighborhoods that are spread out all over the freaking place with buses just because of how sprawling they are. Right. Let alone rail. Heavy rail, like Marta. 